0: Welcome to the Punk and Drivers podcast here on the Backbreaker Media Network. And now
1: your host, Big Bad Boris. Welcome to another edition of the Punk and Drivers podcast. My name is Big Bad Boris right here on the Backbreaker Podcast Network. And I am joined by a man, a regal man, a knightly man, sir. Kenneth Stryker, Mr. Stryker, what the heck's going on?
0: That was a great intro. Thank you. (laughs) That was amazing. I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) That's perfect. I'm doing
1: great. How about you? I haven't seen you in a hot minute. Well, you know, when PWA doesn't run just one show in two years, we don't get a chance to see each other very much. No, and then we had that Saddle Dome show,
0: but I think all of us were getting like marching orders barked at us. So we're like, okay, I'm too busy with my nose in the grindstone kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that whole day was kind of a whirlwind between going up and doing the, like the meet and greets and, and all that kind of stuff. It was. Did you do the first saddle dome show? I did the first saddle
0: dome show. I did the second one, and both times it was like the longest fast day
1: in my life. Do you know what I mean? Did you find the f- the first one was a lot less organized than the second one? Uh, apples and oranges. There were some moments where
0: in the first one it felt like I was running around with my head cut off, and then in the second one. You're like, oh, that's all covered, but then on other aspects, you're like, oh my god, what the hell's going on?
1: Because the first one, they you know they put us in the Roughnecks locker room and they didn't really you know keep too much tabs on us until it was time for show. I remember like sneaking out onto the Flames bench and just sitting on the Flames bench for a couple of minutes because <laughs> there was nobody really telling us where to be and where to go. And this other one, they were like, you guys stay in this room and then we'll get you when we need you. That's actually
0: right because the first time, man, they had us in that dressing room for hours yeah. and then like you know, they're, they're half hours watching it. So you could go walk around and do stuff, but yeah, that's right. I remember st- staying in that room for a long time. I brought a book that, that day. Thank God I did.
1: Yeah. They put us in that room for a long time. And I think some of the guys were starting to get a little stir crazy. Cause there was a, you may or may not remember. There was a very thorough discussion on proper wiping technique that broke out during that uh, incarceration. Front to back or back to front. <laughs> I yeah, think- I remember that thoroughly. <laughs> I still have, I'm 99% sure I still have a video of that on my phone and I want to post it somewhere so bad, but I think I would need like the, the permission from like a dozen people before I do that. But it's super hilarious because Mrv like gets on his back and starts demonstrating and it's a riot. Oh, like he had a point to prove. It was hilarious. (laughs) I think it was him. I think it was him and Colton Kelly who are like captains of, of either side of that argument. Oh, right. And I'm just on the sideline going
0: like, whatever cleans the butt, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: this, is, this is what wrestling is now. I wanted to
0: interject with like a bidet angle, but no one was going to take that. So I, uh, I just watched and enjoyed popcorn kind of thing.
1: See, I always thought the bidet was kind of like a rich man thing. But now you're starting to see like little bidet things that you can get and attach to your toilet. And I've been told by more than one person that the bidet is a game changer.
0: I would agree, not because I swear by it, but when I went to Japan... Pre-pandemic, like it was either a trough in the in the ground or the most upscale bidet equipped toilet. And yeah, I tried it out, and whoa, that's it's like a game changer. It's insane. Was it delightful? It was um sure. (laughs) Like you you get to you get to
1: delightful. (laughs)
0: There's a few other emotions along the way.
1: Uh, (laughs) All right. Um uh, before we start talking about wrestling a little bit, I want to talk to you about uh uh I don't know what the proper word is, but you you you're very into uh, uh, knights and and that kind of thing. And I don't know what what you call that, but where did that kind of love of of, of knights and, and that kind of I'm trying to think of like what the what the proper you could call it medieval. Like. Or that's like the middle... word I'm looking for. Medieval. Oh. <laughs> that's the word. It was it was circling my brain. So yeah, you're kind of a big fan of like the medieval aspect and the medieval kind of look and that kind of thing. Where did that come from?
0: I don't even know. Um, we were looking through. Uh childhood photos me and my wife just like sharing photos and dude ever since like i was like two years old i always had like a sword in the back of my t-shirt right okay and i was like oh man even before i even had memories there's this kid wielding this sword left right and center and i could only guess like he e men and okay. battle cats to okay. start off getting into that but i always just loved just medieval stuff and as i grew up you learn more and before you knew it i was basically going don't want to jump ahead to wrestling too soon but i was going like why isn't this my wrestling character why why isn't this my
1: wrestling character because that was going to be my next question is it took a, a while for that to kind of bleed over into your wrestling character why do you think that is um this might actually be
0: because I we, we were talking earlier about uh me having crisis of confidence and all that but this is going to tail to this to me is I'm incredibly like, yes, let's. So when someone says like, Hey, we need you to be this character or, you know, go out and have this kind of match with these people. I'm just like, yeah, man, put me where you need me. I'm okay. I'm super welcoming to that. And honestly, I think maybe I was living like that a bit too long. Too accommodating. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word. Brilliant. Thank you. I helped you with Medieval, you helped me with accommodating. There We're you even. go.
1: We're <laughs> even. Um, so where do you remember your first memories of seeing pro wrestling as like a fan or as a kid or like before you decided this was something that you wanted to do? Do you remember where you kind of got the bug? Absolutely. Uh, I was on just a trip to Edmonton with the family. We're, we live in
0: Lacklebish. We lived, I was born and raised in Lacklebish. Rarely did you ever go to the city or guess what, have more than two channels. So anytime you enter the city, you get a hotel and you get to watch, you know, cable and we were watching wrestling. It was just on. And dude, it was, it's funny. The first promo I ever saw was a razor Ramon promo about, I just wanted a friend and like, he's, they're going after the tag team titles, right? I forgot Mm -hmm. who his tag team partner was, but cuts this promo. I just wanted a friend. And then they show highlights of his matches. And sure enough, he has a match. They did that promo work before he, you know, destroyed the jobber. And oh my God, the first time I saw that finisher
1: <laughs> so we are we are obviously saddened then by the passing of Scott Hall recently, are we not uh yeah, and you know what it's
0: it's I'm sad he's passed, but I'm just so happy and grateful, like the memories he's given me, and honestly, he's watching his stuff, it's always a lesson, whether you're that two year old four year old watching his stuff getting hooked to getting breaking into the business and seeing like how to make a character to now when you're in the business for so long about the, his, what's the word where you stayability? like just the, how long he stuck around longevity. For. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm so glad I had to, I got to experience Scott Hall throughout all my years of a pro wrestler. So yes, I'm sad he's passed, but I can't thank him enough. And he doesn't even know me. <laughs>
1: but he was, he was able, it appears, or it, it looks that he was able to get clean for the last couple years so the last couple years i think that he uh he you know was was of sound mind and i think that he got to enjoy kind of getting his flowers before he passed away and getting his due and and all the appreciation that people had for him
0: yeah i could agree with that uh that's gotta be one of the hardest things in life man coming back from stuff like that just super props to the guy
1: so when did you go from i'm a fan this is cool to hey this is something that i could do or i want to do I think
0: that's the same answer I'm going to give you. That 1800 people, uh, you do things on the trampoline, and then you decide, oh, let's let's go make something real of it, and then yeah, let's go try it out. And uh, I don't even remember the name of the first camp I went to. It's I don't even think it was a legitimate camp. You can't see my f- <laughs> you can't see my fingers, but they're doing the quotation. You're, you're thing. doing finger quotes. I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and I got destroyed. Like I don't like unsafely destroyed but I still wanted to do it. So that's when I was like, yeah, I'm going to make a run of this.
1: It was, it was big Vinny's wrestling camp and like the behind a strip mall kind of thing or.
0: Yeah. Oh dude. All still in Bud fudge nowhere. Right. So uh, just the wrestling ring, Uh, the ropes were the sakiest things I've ever seen. And it was like, there's a, like bull crap, it was this. Sorry, is this a PG or R no rated? no no?
1: You can say the the fuck word. I don't care.
0: Oh thank God. I'm trying so hard. I have so many young nieces, nephews, and whatever, well, you know what I mean. So anyway I'm in this, yeah. But fuck nowhere ring. And we didn't even do fundamentals. They just went like, Who wants to try doing this move? Who wants to try doing this oh, move? And is and of course, Dennis being, yes, let's let someone power bomb me. And oh, he God. made yeah, he clipped my head on the bottom turnbuckle on oh, the way God. down. Yeah. Got KO'd and I think I pissed myself. I think I was knocked out that bad. Didn't go to the hospital. So. And you could either say that's the day I got the bug, I'm
1: going to do it or severe brain trauma that made me think otherwise. (laughs) Uh, Was there anybody else that, that, uh, that, you know, that was in this little camp with you? Any, anybody that any names we would know or was it just you and a bunch
0: of other kids? A bunch of other kids that, again, they are like, yeah, like, I want to make a go of it. A lot of people after that were like, screw this. (laughs) Because, you know, you're not getting slammed on a trampoline anymore. You're getting slammed on, I'm guessing, freaking seven layers of pine wood or something like that. Yeah.
1: So let's go back a little bit to the trampoline now. So did you, you (laughs) you did, you did the backyard thing. Did you have like a, a backyard name, like a backyard gimmick? Okay, I did. Um, oh, I love it, was... it. I love backyard gimmicks. Let me hear <laughs> oh, it.
0: yeah, no problem. Why What is a laugh? Hey, <laughs> even if it's at me. Um, uh, it was X Air. Um, basically, my whole hey, let's use the 90s X letter and mm-hmm. make it sound cool. So X Air. And it was basically just copy paste Jeff Hardy stuff. Oh, fair uh, enough. Yeah, fair enough. And we would do backyard wrestling at my friend Brad White, still a good friend. So if he listens to this, shout out to him in his BWE wrestling rings, Brad Wrestling Entertainment. We were the only ones who legit wanted to try, like, wrestling stuff. Everyone else who was wrestling, they just wanted to beat each other up with weapons, right?
1: The the ECW thing.
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay, this is crazy. And I have to say this, though. <laughs> of backyard wrestling leagues, this was Apex. He would tell his town of Kikano and all the places around it that he's, like, having this event, uh, whatever day and all that legit a backyard wrestling place was bringing out like 200 people
1: see and you hear a lot of these stories all over there's a lot of people that i've talked to and a lot of uh, of of documentaries and things i've seen where backyard wrestling shows would would draw and i know the the Hardys did it and i think cm punk did it and there's a couple of guys uh i think uh, thaddeus archer i think and i were talking as well And, and maybe it's like the small town thing there's not much else going on uh, but like a lot of times, backyard wrestling shows would draw, and it's crazy. It is. Well, oh, did they also do theirs on trampolines? I don't. I I want to say no, but I'd have to to ask them. Because
0: that's what I'm saying with this one. We were doing it on a trampoline, that's and people would still come watch. Oh, dude! Well, it's super fun, but yeah, you're right. You're 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 responsible. It was super dangerous.
1: <laughs> so it's like slam ball meets wrestling. Remember slam ball? I do remember slam ball. Slam ball was rad. Anyway, any uh, any. <laughs> any injuries off the trampoline so many for you or Um, your friends
0: um i still have scars on my face on my eyebrow my chin from like a knife or a throw in trash can um and then i'm pretty sure on my left armpit you don't really get to see it much because you know the, the scar grew over but that was probably the worst one someone legit wanted to kind of a pick me up full nelson style but he never cut his nails and just like oh, scratched Oh, it was gross it was so gross but yeah I a lot of injuries from the backyard stuff but i don't know i was having too much fun
1: so did any of your other uh, backyard colleagues actually take the step into real training or just you
0: just me uh even even when i went to that uh butt fuck nowhere place no one else on the trampolines wanted to come with me so when I reported back, they're like, "Oh, you're an idiot! Oh, we'll just do the trampoline <laughs> stuff." And I'm looking at them, going, "You hit each other with barbed wire two by fours, and I'm the idiot." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so after buttfuck wrestling camp, uh, you 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 got the bug, despite a I assume concussion. What yeah, was, absolutely. What's the next step? Okay, so um,
0: I instantly knew I wanted to do a
1: thing uh, with this, and
0: I was the guy going, "What is?" wrestling it's 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 acting it's theater in the round so i actually went to red deer college for theater school first passed that came to calgary and then went into land storms wrestling school night and day by the way but from Fuck uh, wrestling school i would hope so <laughs>
1: So let's talk about, about acting. or I've read your call. I think that's uh, something that I think a lot of times is undervalued is your ability to perform and your ability to emote without the actual physical aspect of the wrestling. And I think the fact that you did that is really cool. Oh, thank you. Um, There there, there must be things that you took from there that you use in the ring every time.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to have to tell a story that you were part of. I don't know if you're going to remember it. Oh God. But, Oh, don't worry about it. (laughs) So it was like my second show with PWA. I was finally getting in with Kurt and you guys. And you came around with a camera. And you're like, well, let's film a promo after your match. Like you lost and everything. I'm like, yeah, sure. This will be great. We could have uh, Chase Patrick walk in and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So we get little directions. And you say, action. And I get straight into character. And I'm like, look, I know you want to record something. And you want me to say some cool stuff. But right now, I'm just really do you think we could do this another time? And you close the camera. Oh,
1: you know, so, I think I remember that actually. And then I was like, Oh shit, that was good stuff. I wish I, you know, I should have been smarter. <laughs> oh, dude, well, so funny. Cause you closed it and you, of course, I'm the green
0: guy and you look so disappointed. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm pissing off. I'm pissing off the people already. Oh geez. Um, Why, why'd you close it? Uh, that was just, I was just pretending.
1: <laughs> oh, dad, I vaguely do remember that actually. That's, I should wonder if I, if I even have that, uh, that promo, the one you actually did, I should so, go back uh, and look.
0: Yeah. So honestly, when you ask of what lessons I took from acting is honestly, a lot of the time embrace what you're feeling, even when you're supposed to be, you know, excited and stuff like that for a promo start with where you're at. Don't fake it off the bat. If you're melancholy a bit, you start melancholy and get into it. And it seems so real because it is.
1: And if you believe it, that makes it a lot easier for the other
0: people to believe it, too. Oh, absolutely. So when I cut promos, just what am I feeling right now? And if it's nervousness, then you show a bit of nervousness and all that. Not everyone likes that, but honestly, the more you do it, the faster the nervous feeling goes away in the first place. That promo you just mentioned, do you know what year that was? God, um that would have been around 2006, 2006
1: or 7. Okay, I'm going to see if I can find that. Anyway, um so Landstorm's camp, uh, obviously there's been a lot of people uh, around oh, yeah. these parts who've gone through Landstorm's camp, a lot of very successful um Uh, wrestlers that come out of that camp what do you think uh uh, is the key to success for that camp why do you think so many people came out of that 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 have gone on to do great things what do you think is different from that camp for maybe other ones
0: um up in one sentence lance wants you to succeed okay he he will tell you the truth if like something shit or something like that but he wants you to succeed so if you're struggling at something he will tell you how to get better not kick you out. He, you see him, you take some bad bumps. He wants to see you do better bumps. He'll tell you how to get there. It's, it's a brilliant way to do it. Cause people go there already with the fire inside and mm-hmm. Lance knows this. So he's just trying to hone that fire to like the most apex hot version of yourself. You can be who was in your class. Uh, I went twice. So the first okay. one, yeah. So, cause I want the first one just learning. Um, you may know him. Uh, he's in Australia. He doesn't wrestle anymore, but he was—he got a huge uh, push because he was in a commercial for fish sticks in Australia. What? Iron J fish sticks or something like that. Doesn't- and they cast him <laughs> in that commercial and he just ran with the gimmick. So for a good three years, he was like the biggest thing in Australia. Iron J fish sticks. Yes. If you just type in Australia, Australian fish sticks wrestler, you know, I'm going to do that, too. I'm right here. Australian <laughs> wrestling fish sticks. This is exciting radio. <laughs> I like it. Oh, dude, he got so over. And, yes, he was part of my first schooling. So okay. me and him were definitely those guys of trying to one-up each other all the time in class. And there's nothing wrong with that. Try to No, you, you need get that. Better, yeah. Don't... Oh, yeah. And I was, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I pissed off Lance the first few times I met him because I was that guy. Yes, Lance. Who wants to do this new drill? I hop right in the ring. Like, you know, I don't don't even tell me what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he was the other guy, Australian. So that was the first time I went to school. Yeah. Iron J fish sticks. I'm so excited. I remembered that. <laughs> Who was in the second class? Second class is when Lance was, uh, offering advanced lessons right Kind of finishing school sort of thing exactly and i went back because i think i was coming back from a injury of some sort and i was like i could use some more training and i really liked it and travis cole was there i don't know okay. if you've had travis cole on and no, what i know travis okay uh he's the one that stands out the most um oh links do you remember links of course i remember links he was there he he tried to be a wrestler and then changed it to being a ref that guy is a character man oh a hundred percent like he doesn't have to pretend (laughs) so yeah that was my two two notable ones from the classes i did um people would drop by so uh what's her name she's gonna be an rcw in the next uh month right there with uh oh shoot it's Chelsea Green nope
1: oh uh uh Taya Valkyrie thank you
0: she dropped by okay got to meet her and everything so we got along pretty well but yeah she was part of the Storm household so to speak so yeah
1: All right, we're going to throw to your first song. For those of you who may be listening for the first time here on Punk and Drivers, we like to do music as well because I love music. And I have my guests pick two songs that they like that we can play. And they tell us a little bit about them. And you've gone real weird. No different. (laughs) But I like it. It's weird, but it's different. And different is good. So the first song you picked is called The Wolf and the Swallow. And when I pulled this song, it appears that it came from a video game. I want you to tell me why you picked this song and tell us a little bit about it.
0: Okay, so this song's from my favorite game of all time, The Witcher 3. It's a game I got to finally dive into come the first pandemic. uh, Because I've had friends, family, just like, Dennis, why have you not played this game? Dennis, why have you not played this game? because I don't have time to play those adventure games. But everyone, in Dennis, this is right up your alley. This is your thing. So I played it and Boris, the, what I would give to experience that game for the first time again. It That's was just, good, hey? it was so good. You almost feel sad when it's all done. But this song right here is one of those like, <laughs> it almost like legit almost got me crying. And it's a longer conversation of why they do it so well game building game world mechanics but this song it stuck with me and i blast this out
1: whenever i'm working out and believe it or not uh, it does get me pumped right on okay so this track is called the wolf and the swallow we're gonna listen to it right now on the punk and pod drivers podcast and the Swallow, a Kenneth Stryker pick on the Punk and Poderverse podcast. Let's talk about uh, your, your leaving wrestling school and entering the business. Was the first company you worked for, PWA, or was there others? Uh, no, the first
0: one was PWA. Before I got there, I was working out at BJ's gym. Oh, okay. um, Yeah, uh, Ravenous Randy, uh, Plexus, I think he goes by now, but uh, I met with those guys there because I was just trying to get networking because networking's a thing here in wrestling i don't know if people know that I mean, um, really? <laughs> oh really and so uh they told me about pwa and then i went there and worked maybe two shows as security just ring hand and it was around the time lance was a booker as well for yes. pwa okay and i remember in during the school i know i'm jumping back and forth a bit here but apparently he was ready to throw me in with uh the Malibu's because if they needed a third surfing-looking dude, I was pretty blonde and pretty surfer looking, and but it didn't work out that way. But Lance uh stuck my his neck out for me and I got booked on PWA and I continued to have the most amazingly awful first match.
1: <laughs> I think actually you would have fit in really well with the Malibu's. Not to think about with your look, yeah. I think that would have been. It uh, would have been successful now. We I got love... along really well, too. Actually, yeah. they're funny guys. <laughs> I love talking about first matches, so tell me about your first match. Oh, the first match!
0: So you're gonna probably hear this guy a lot. Uh, Junior, oh, you okay, know, got like what What he goes by so many names stamina, pappy, uh, Roz. Just yeah, I'm not sure like...
1: what his Impact Wrestling name is. Uh, I apologize because I don't watch a lot of Impact, but he's over there now. Great guy, love that guy.
0: Oh yeah. So he was my first match. So he's already a veteran in a sense by the time I'm starting. Mm -hmm. So they tell me my first match is against him and I'm waiting, I'm waiting. He's not there. He's not there. We're about to go on in like 20 minutes and he's not there shows up. uh, Apparently like he shows up in gear. So apparently something held him up. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's probably dressing in his car. God bless the guy, (laughs) but he comes up to me and he starts rambling the match. We do this. We do this. I got it all. I tell him, I got this. Let's do this. The moment I go through that curtain, I forget it's everything. Gone, right? It's all, oh, oh no. Dude. So, <laughs> so I'm. It, if I were to cut a promo, I would have accepted the nervousness and probably just laughed the whole way through. All nervous, like. So we get in the ring. And he's chill, he's cool, he's the character. You know, he's spitting and all that. And I am so nervously dry mouth. I would have begged the dude to spit in my mouth because I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was that nervous. Oh. oh, and then I'm just like, we, you know, grapple up and he's telling me shit. Then I go through it, but I forget what's next. And he's just like, finally, he's just like, I'll oh, go hit your springboard cross body or whatever, right? So I hit my springboard cross body. He gets a finish. It was it felt like 20 minutes i'm guessing he got fed up with me at 20 seconds and i guess the match probably lasted like 2 minutes and power to everyone there the moment i got back from the curtain they're just like great springboard man <laughs> <laughs> you you angels you <laughs> but it was all uphill from there yeah basically uh, by the so- time I was second third match like i, I was as i was surprised that my So what an awful first match. I let that happen.
1: You had a pretty long tag team run with Chase Packer, uh, Chase Patrick. How'd you get hooked up with him?
0: Oh, that was like, well, we met backstage talking all that. but Kurt just came up with this idea. It's like you and him are going to take cool. We have a big show in Calgary. It's going to be like this fatal four-way tag team ladder match. So four tag matches. Cool. I'll be ready to go show up. Oh, you and chase are winning the tag titles. I've been here for like a month. Yes, let's. Yes, let's. Oh, you're a good listener. <laughs> it's funny. I'm telling you this, and I'm feeling just as nervous right now, speaking in his mic, as I was having that conversation with Kurt. I was. Oh, yeah.
1: all, the, all the feelings come back when you talk about stuff like that. I totally get that.
0: Oh, yeah. So we won the tag titles, and we stayed face for a while, and then they turned us heel for Team Esteem with Andy mm-hmm. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, stayed with Nat heel faction i don't think i did too well as a heel because i think all of six months into it they're like yeah you're going to be the guy who goes face and kind of starts breaking up the group and everything okay but between all that i messed up my ankle and i had to give up the tag team titles that's right
1: yeah that was something that i wanted to ask you about is you've had unfortunately uh your share of injuries i know you had a, a bad shoulder for a while as well
0: Oh, dude, it it follows me, and I'm wondering if stuff like this has prevented me from bookings or, you know, heavyweight titles or something, because I'll get a title, the tag team, or something like that, and literally my body just, like, breaks on me. Mm -hmm. Just, oh, how's your ankle? In two pieces. Oh, how's your shoulder? Probably in seven. How's your bicep? Torn off. Like, I forgot about that, too, yeah. That was another Raj match.
1: (laughs) Yes, it was, now that you mention it, Yeah.
0: And it's frustrating because the mentality's there, but like, I can't even lift my arm 20 degrees. Like, how do I expect to wrestle and everything? And I kind of wanted to run with it for for a while for like a gimmick of like, I don't lose matches. My body literally quits on me,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, but it's frustrating. Yeah. Again, going through the same emotions every time I was hurt, just super frustrating. I was going so well.
1: Cause yeah, there was a match where, uh, uh, yeah, it was with it was with Raj and Victoria was the ref. Am I am I thinking about you that are, correctly? Yeah, was was that the bicep or was that the shoulder? That was the bicep. Uh, okay. We
0: were just doing, I was doing that stereotypical, uh, you know, got my arm and got my arm twisted. I roll through and kept up and snap. Uh, <laughs> I just grab a hold of his wrist and we both look at my arm, which is now up on my shoulder, like the size mm-hmm. of a grapefruit. And yeah. I don't know why I said this, Boris. I looked Raj right in the eye and went, I have about seven minutes till this starts to really hurt.
1: <laughs> that's, that, that's that wrestler mentality, though. It's like, well, I'll take this bullet, but we're going to finish this shit the best we can. And we did. And, and I remember again, Victoria was really good with you during that as well, if I'm remembering correctly. She was my guardian angel. She, yeah, she oh, looked first after Ra- you after, right? Oh, dude,
0: she was beside me the whole time till I, like, finally got driven off to the ambulance, which, you know, like, Man, that's really touching, honestly. Like, she didn't have to care, but it's like she all, all she cared about after that was if I was okay. So, oh, man. Now my heart's beating. Oh,
1: yeah. She was really great the whole time that she was there. So, um, getting a chance to be in a, in a, in a faction with a vet like Andy Anderson, uh, did you learn a lot from him?
0: Uh, yes. And probably not the right way sometimes because, oh, yeah. Well, you know how I'm a very yes, let's guy? Mm hmm yeah, so if someone makes a joke, I'm going to build on that joke. And, oh, apparently that joke was supposed to die right there. So maybe I shouldn't have jumped on with it and all that. So I got a few eye rolls. Um, That's the day I coined my phrase, or it's like, hi, I'm Kenneth Stryker. Um, Being socially unbearable is part of my charm. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) But yeah, just watching him and planning out matches and everything. Uh, The big kinship I ever had with Andy Anderson, I never tell them to his face, but the, like, he's a master at the that acting thing of embrace the emotions you're going through mm. let the audience see that and andy's a master at that he like right at the right moments in the match like if he's super pissed he's pissed or if he's super surprised he's surprised and i never told him that to his face but that was like the coolest thing of you don't have to do 17 backflips you just need to know and to look at this audience and show them that you're hesitant or you're nervous or stuff like this
1: yeah and he's very much a less is more kind of guy well can't you blame him
0: he he gets reactions out of a look that i've had less reactions doing a freaking like
1: moonsault (laughs) hell the guy got me over i mean if if that doesn't say you know now, oh, yeah. You're of, so hard to get over. Okay. <laughs> now, one of my favorite moments of yours, and I don't know if, if, if anybody, if we ever talked about this or anybody ever talked about this. Years ago, you were feuding with Sheik Akbar Shabazz.
2: Oh, geez. And you
1: did this promo. In Calgary, I'm yep. pretty sure it was Calgary, and you real named him like yep. ten times. Yeah, and we're all sitting in the back, and we're just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And it wasn't <laughs> like we were mad; it was just more like, "Why?" You just, you just kept yelling, "nezar, Like he's been on the show, and you know he he's, he's real named himself on the show here, so I feel comfortable. He's you just kept going, Nazar, Nazar, and we were like, yep. "Oh my god, what is happening?" What like was that just like a brain fart, or what happened with that? Um.
0: It was well, I was feuding with him, and when I feud with people, I like to really get to know them because I like to dig into like, oh man, how can we really make this fun for both of us? Like, let's 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 bring the best out of each other. And throughout a lot of those conversations, uh, he just kept referring to me as Dennis, my real name, and I kept referring to him to Nizar. So Again, just getting into that emotional thing of like, oh, I'm just going to take what's real. And Nizar kept coming out. And by the <laughs> second time I did it aloud, I noticed, but you can't turn around yeah, now. It's, it's, <laughs> so already there. it's already out there. So I just kept going with Nizar. And her, so that's like. Yeah, it was a brain fart the first two, but by that time, oh, I can't. I gotta go with it.
1: Yeah, you may as well just pick the ball up and roll with it. So, what is what's the what do you think is your favorite match you've had? Who who's the one you've liked working the most?
0: Oh, I have so many bores um, for different reasons too. Um, the one I tore my bicep was a favorite of mine, believe it or not, because like Raj took care of me and yet he really helped me out and everything. So you have like a very melancholy emotion and memory to that one um that feud with nazar (laughs) with (laughs) Sheik, (laughs) was amazing um we got to do so many fun things and the crowd ate up basically everything we did and then he dropped the belt to me and i found that very nice of him and i remember buying him some um apple crown royale as a thank you uh oh, thank look you at for that. putting oh dude i meant a lot to me like you let me have this fun feud and then he put me over you got was that, that your first title for... uh no but still. oh yeah had the tag
1: titles that's right i forgot
0: oh yeah and so i was just super thankful um honestly and now a lot of the favorites would probably be most recent in my head where the tag team run with my uh aiden adams my of a oh, I friend. forgot
1: all about the above average Joes. What a great name and great theme song. And you guys had the little pose and everything. I'm hearing <sighs> rumors that Aiden, uh, he might be done wrestling. I know he had his aspirations to be a police officer. I don't know if I'm telling tales out of school. And if I am, I apologize. But I haven't talked to uh, Aiden in a long time. but He's one of my favorite people. I really like that guy.
0: Yeah. He's, he's a people person. He's just so pleasant. We, we still talk a lot and yeah, he's going really well with the police thing. He's actually pretty close. He's passed a lot of the tests and everything. Well,
1: if you and, talk to him uh, in, in the next little while, tell him I said hi. Cause I always like that guy. Oh,
0: absolutely. I'll tell him to text you and everything.
1: Yeah. You guys had a good uh,
0: run. Oh, it was one of the best ones that take, like we were on, f- I don't want to say on fire, but like we were clicking on all cylinders. We were selling merchandise. We were, and honestly, it was just so easy to film promos like, "Hey, let's do above-average tips for nonsense." So, like, here's an above-average chip on how to escape a
1: bear. And just like, why and did you ever for need fright it? Fright Night, weren't you guys cops for Fright Night one year or something like
0: that? <laughs> my year, memory. One year we were cops, and then another year we were Thor and Loki. Right, and, right, and, right. Yeah, and we did the whole Mjolnir spot of just just put Mjolnir on your opponent, and he can't lift it, so he's just stuck there forever and i remember going shopping for those costumes too because you go to like uh what are they called halloween heaven or whatever they pop up oh yeah October. halloween
1: uh, whatever it's called i know what you mean
0: yeah so we were looking for thor and loki outfits and <laughs> i was like oh man do you want to be loki or thor and everything and he's like oh, i want to be thor It goes with like muscles and everything like that then we could look like each other and i was like oh christ um so we tried them on, and lo and behold, Thor was the bigger fit than I could, and I couldn't fit into the Loki outfit, so he got a, had to be Loki.
1: That's awesome. Okay, oh, I'm going to go to your second song, and I'm going to yeah. ask you about this song. Yes. This is a group called Lady Baby, yep. and the, the song is called Nippon Manju. Now, I checked this song out when I pulled it, and the first 30 seconds, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yep, absolutely. The second thirty seconds, I was like, "Okay," and the third thirty seconds, I was like, "This is the best fucking song I've ever heard." So <laughs> tell me about where this comes from and and what it means to you and why you picked it because this oh. is it's kind of great actually. <laughs>
0: it's okay. So this uh, the genre is called Kawaii Metal.
1: Is that uh, like what Baby Metal is? That like that that band is that kind of the yes, same genre? absolutely. Because okay. oh, they're kind of they're they're pretty famous, right?
0: Oh yes, they are probably the biggest Kawaii Metal band that you would probably know of or anyone. Um, so I saw um, there's a show on Netflix called The Gretsuko. uh, Me and the wife watch it. We like it. It's just like a cute little 20 minute time filler. But the main character in that is sings heavy metal. And you're like, is there more of this shit? Is there more stuff like this? This is stupid, catchy. And I looked into this, and sure enough, the lead singer of the song you 're going to say he 's a pro wrestler,
1: yeah i I read the YouTube comments, and the guy I forget what his name is, but yeah, he apparently he wrestles in japan i don't know if i've seen any of his matches, but maybe, and
0: I really want to go wrestle in japan like uh what's the what's that app called Duolingo okay yeah, taken my taking my Japanese language uh lessons on there because I really want to go work for new Japan, and so i've already had a liking towards Japan, so mm-hmm. I find this band. Again, your whole journey of how you said that is exactly was my journey. And then before (laughs) you know it, I'm looking up other Kauai metal bands and I brought, I blast this when I'm working out and everything. And honestly, this goes all the way back to how I, you know, handle my wrestling, how to be different. What is something someone hasn't seen before? Like, I think I was the first one in PWA to do the loincloth crap, and I'm still (laughs) going to do the loincloth crap. Uh, even with my new character, uh, if someone has a video entrance, it's legit like a monologue of the story of how Sir Kenneth Stryker came. Like, I'm just trying to do things differently just to be different.
1: All right. In a sense. And honestly, it's easy. <laughs> All right. So this is Lady Baby. This is Nippon Manju on the Punk and Flat Rivers podcast. on the Punk and Pod rivers podcast, that song slaps. That's what the kids say, right? It slaps. So it you is. Talk- That's what they say. You were talking about that new video you have for your entrance. We played it at the uh, the Saddledome. Who made that video? Did you do me. that? Did All you me. really? So, um, how the hell did you make that? That's amazing.
0: Thank you. I well, again, I'm when I was in lockdown. I'm always, uh, I'm always looking for ways to just advance my life and everything, and I. Had to be creative and i was like i'm gonna make this night character and i want to make a run of it what's something we haven't seen before and you never i've never seen a monologue like that you see them to like promote a, a feud but never just an entrance and i made it i got a computer i learned some video editing skills and everything and went with it and that's not the only thing i made for this character
1: so so what i'm getting from you is you don't idle well do you know what that means absolutely like you don't just kind of chill you you need to have an iron in the fire you need to be doing something you know
0: you're completely correct I and have I think a that's lot.
1: awesome I mean sometimes I get very very complacent and I get inside of my head a little bit and and I I need to especially during the pandemic when there wasn't much going on and my workouts fell off and you know uh-huh. you, sitting on the couch turns into more sitting on the couch so I respect the fact that you've got to kind of keep yourself moving forward I like that
0: thank you um but I do struggle with it. Um, I'm kind of finding myself in that a bit where where some of the irons go cold. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I always, I like having a lot of irons in the fire because if one gets cold, I'll go to whatever's hot. But right now quite a few of them are feeling cold. So I'm trying to do the self-reflection thing of what can I do to make a few of these irons hot again? And so, yeah, so thank you. But it's, it's not always –
1: uh rainbows and butterflies so to speak for sure i want to talk a little bit about your shoot life if if you will yeah. your your profession is you're a personal trainer you've always been in fantastic shape i've been very jealous of you because you look like a million bucks what do you Thank think you. is the the biggest misconception about a personal trainer what do people think huh. about personal trainers that's not necessarily true
0: um that we live for fitness. Um, that's just me speaking anecdotally, I suppose, but guess a lot of, yeah. A lot of people think, yeah, God, these trainers, they just love exercise. They love everything about it. When the reality is a lot of us, we want to challenge it holistically. Like it's not just body stuff. It's what does this mean to you? How does this help us mentally, spiritually, and everything about it is, you know, physical fitness can only go so far as your mental health goes mm-hmm. and everything. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. I don't know if people see that in me because like, I don't know, like I'll ride off your compliment. Uh, they see me, they instantly give a attitude towards me. They give a, a judgment towards me, which is a lot of them are nice, but you know, there's more to it than just the look.
1: Do people think you guys are kind of meatheads for lack of a better term? Um <laughs>
0: yes, and I'm not <laughs> gonna lie, sometimes I pop myself going, oh, I'm never gonna see this fucker again. So I'll lean into it. Like, <laughs> yes, let's I'll be a <laughs> play play the role. Oh, absolutely, right? And then just say a bunch of dumb shit, and then they get
1: their laughs, and you're like, oh, he clearly
0: needed this win more than I did, so he could have it.
1: Okay. Um, is there ever a day where you want to skip your workout and just sit on the couch and eat your body weight in peanut butter cups? Ooh, not peanut butter cups, but those hedgehogs
0: from Purdy's. Oh, oh. Ooh, you ever had those hedgehogs from Purdy's? I
1: ha- usually at Christmas time is when those things kind of roll. Yes. Around, you know? They're News flash, they're there you're all around. All right. So I'm gonna give you some <laughs> rapid yes. fire questions just to to finish this up because I always think it's fun just to Ooh. to uh, to 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 do that and learn what springs to your mind first. Okay, what's your favorite oh. wrestling match that you were not in?
0: My favorite wrestling match, that
1: would be Undertaker Shawn Michaels part two part two is that the one where he does the dive over the top rope and hits the cameraman and heads first dives or is that the second the first one i that, can never that, remember
0: that's the second one that's the one where Shawn michaels puts his career on the line and it's like the perfect example of year-long build is that where he floated down from the heavens or was uh, that the first one no uh, that was the first one all this right. is the one where like i'm nothing if i don't beat you it was all so right
1: okay uh, what's your favorite color uh red what is mine too what is your favorite band uh, right now, uh, I'll just say follow boy. <laughs> what was your first concert? Uh AFI. What is your cheat
0: meal? Oh God, I have so many. Uh, I'll just say uh, really bad pizza,
1: like just all kinds of crappy toppings. All kinds of crappy toppings. Um. Hmm. I, rapid- I got. I got.
0: I got some rapid fire questions for you. Have you ever done this for your, to yourself? Has anyone ever done this to you?
1: I've had. Uh, I've. I've done a couple of Ask Boris questions where people. Uh, uh like tweeting in questions and stuff but never really the rapid fire why what do you want to know
0: oh I, I want to do the same things i just want to hear i want to hear what's on your mind right off the moment all right fire away okay when you wake up what's the first app you open
1: when i wake up actually you know what it is i'll tell you what it is yeah the first app i open is the sirius xm app and i put on the howard stern show while i have a shower there
0: that's cool that's cool so when you are getting dressed, is it pants than socks or socks than pants? It is socks underwear pants. If you had to have a melee weapon in a battlefield,
1: what would you go to? What the fuck is a melee weapon? A hand-to-hand combat weapon. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, oh. Uh, shit. Uh, I want like a knife with the handles, brass knuckles.
0: Ooh, nice. Cool, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great uh one person you vote, you want to say thank you to for something that you have yet to get
1: around to that i have oh god you know what actually i'm gonna i'm gonna call somebody out right now just because you said that and he he knows this but i'm gonna do a little public thing now because we were talking about Sheikh akbar shabazz earlier he is the greatest guy um recently i had some car trouble on, on my car my alternator went and i am by no means a rich man i'm very much a paycheck to paycheck guy and i reached Ooh. out to nizar and he knew a mechanic friend of his and he had my car towed to his mechanic friend he had his friend check it out his friend put a new alternator in uh, uh Sheik nizar paid for it and i've been paying him back at installments uh every month till we're square uh, he never batted an eyelash, said he was happy to help out. And just the guy's a fantastic guy. I have thanked him profusely, but I'm going to put him on blast now just because that's that's like friendship above and beyond the call.
0: Hey, that's really nice to say out loud. Uh, yeah, that's he's a awesome. great dude. I know I'm ruining
1: his heel persona, but. Yeah, well, whatever. Great guy's a nice guy. He should go turn face soon anyway. <laughs> He'd be a great... I think he did a small face run. Did he? Yeah, He actually, he was in the middle of his face run with, uh, with Andy when the stupid pandemic because they were supposed to do their blow-off match at Night of Champions.
0: Yes. Yeah. I do remember that. Well, yeah. that's cool. Thanks for sharing that. No worries. Um, by the way... Um, oh, I was going to ask again. Oh, yeah. So you do video editing too,
1: don't you? Yeah, but I'm not very good. I, I can do... I can film because i don't really have great equipment that i use for pwa but i i i can't do fancy cool stuff like what you did and the stuff that like michael richard blaze makes but i'm i'm good at filming a wrestling show and and like putting a wrestling show together but i can't do fancy bells and whistles and explosions and special effects
0: okay okay because yes i've seen quite a few of your matches uh where you you know commentate i really like him um so i i'm just saying I'm, i'm guessing uh you're you're taking payments to watch a video and commentate for any aspiring wrestlers aren't they
1: i absolutely have my services available if anybody has any matches that they have that they want commentary added to or if they have video you know like a multiple camera thing that they haven't put together i would be more than happy to do that so yeah that's a little side hustle it's not i don't do it a lot because i don't really get asked a lot but when i do i'm i'm happy to help I'm just saying, a lot of
0: people can benefit from that, especially if they're the facial expressions looking at one camera followed by action from another one.
1: Yeah. Now, the flip side of that is, I want your your socials and all that stuff. If people want to get a hold of you on social media, or people want to book you, or what have you, uh, where can people get a hold of good old Kenneth Stryker?
0: Okay, so on Instagram, I am Sir Kenneth Stryker Full Tilt. Um, I put a lot of the stuff there. Um, it's just easier for me for some reason to put videos and all that. On Twitter, you can catch me at Sir Kenneth Striker at Sir Kenny Striker. I guess it was taken. <laughs> so, literally, just put Sir Kenneth Striker or Sir Kenny Striker on any of those, you will find me. All
1: right. Um, thank you for taking the time out to do this. I think this was a lot of fun, and, and I want to book this man. Yes, please do. Book I am him and open. his sword. Yes, and
0: come let me bring my homemade merchandise and everything um yes i make it with my own bare hands because i love wrestling that much by the way i'm going to shout out to rcw this friday they're having a match the main event is wavell star coming back i saw that actually yes so yes i uh i just have to shout out to steven the booker for rcw he's been very helpful in these last few weeks while I've been going through some struggles. So uh, if you don't know him, go support him by watching RCW.
1: I've been to a couple of RCW shows recently and, uh, and I had a good time, good matches, good workers. And uh, yeah, can't, can't go wrong with live pro wrestling. No. And Boris, thank you very much for having me on. It means the world to me. My pleasure. So as always, I always pick the last song and I'm very pleased because one of my favorite bands has some brand new music out. Uh, Mobina Galore is a female duo from Winnipeg, Manitoba that I've been a big fan of. i played them before on the show and they have a brand new song they just released called uh, Whiskey Water. Uh, You can get it on all your major streaming platforms. They are currently, I believe, on tour in Germany right now, which I think is really cool. So if you like this, check out Mobina Galore uh, on all of your streaming thingamajiggers and and pick up their music. This song is called Whiskey Water. Uh, Again, thank you, Mr. Canister, for joining us. And uh, we will talk to you guys all next week.